Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, thanks for joining me today, whether you're catching the show uh, live or you're uh, listening to it in archive. Again, welcome to the show. Um, as I get started, I, I want to try to keep this down to about a 30-minute show. I know what the human attention span is. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to be able to take live calls or even chat in the chat room today. Um, but uh, if you want to kind of keep things concise to give people some good info. Uh, okay, so if it's your first time tuning in to any of my shows, again, I'm Jim Ventura. I'm a professional astrologer, navigational consultant. I work with all kinds of different oracles. I've published a couple of books, and I also do a every other month column called Snake Oil. Um, generally, we'll catch some of my other shows being a live read of the column and further discussion of it. Uh, this show is not attached to a specific column. Um, you can also catch me on Facebook, and um, I've got a YouTube channel now as well. Um, Facebook probably is the one that, that encompasses most things, uh, but... You know, the YouTube channel, Facebook, and my column, really a lot of it is different material uh, that I do. So you might want to kind of tune into all, plug into all of those things uh, if you'd like, uh, you know, kind of follow me and get the information that I provide. Okay. So, uh, you know, beyond that, I want to really stick to topic uh, about what today's show is about. Uh, if you want information on the services I offer, you can go to my website at jimventura.com. Uh, you know, I do private sessions here in my home office, but also by phone and Facebook. And I also teach classes. Um, the pricing is different for classes than it is for personal sessions. Go to, again, my website at jimventura.com for all that good information. Okay, enough of the sales stuff. Uh, I want to kind of dive in here to what our show's topic is about today. I really want to ultimately cover three bases. I want to explain to you what has been going on astrologically and why we find ourselves in the conditions we are in now. Um, then I want to talk about um, the wisdom and totem of owl and how to use that right now to your advantage. And then I want to, you know, give you some quite practical suggestions as well too about strengthening immune system and, and staying out of the fear patterns that are so strong right now. Um, both individually and collectively, and yes, you will be able to do that uh, if, if you're willing. Uh, there is a way to way to get there, and I'll talk about those things as well. The first thing I want to start off is explaining the current astrology. You know, I sent some of this information out on my Facebook posts a few days ago. I'm going to go over it again just for about 10 minutes. Um, if you're not familiar with astrology, um, please bear through the, the mild mentioning of mathematical things because I know it might make you cringe, but for the, uh, the people listening who do know some, some things about astrology, they will enjoy that for their own uh, for edification and you know, knowledge and study. But um, it will, uh, if you follow this info, again, it will give you some more insight into kind of what's going on right now uh, in the world at large. So uh, we had an interesting dynamic that occurred back in early January of this year. Uh, Saturn made a conjunction to Pluto in Capricorn. Uh, listen, this is an event that happens anywhere from maybe 32 to 38 years. So it's not a common event. Um, that's just the nature of, of how quickly and how slowly these different planets move when these particular conjunctions occur. 
Uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit about what uh, Saturn represents and then, of course, what Pluto represents. And then, you know, a little mention of, of Saturn and it'll lead us to kind of what is going on here uh, in general right now. So when we look at the elements of Saturn, you know, some key aspects of Saturn are structures and systems, understanding the consequences, what we fear going beyond, limitations, slow maturation, the long road to goals, paying one's dues, authority, and wisdom that come from hard work. Great example of the energy pattern behind Saturn. Now, Pluto presents uh, reformation, power, uh, sometimes total destruction, transformation, the invisible power inside the self, amorality, collective unconscious, control, and our shadow side. So even if you don't know a lot about astrology, taking those two different planetary energies and now conjuncting them, I mean combining them, Saturn being theoretically on top of Pluto, not physically, obviously, but in terms of same degree mathematically and sign back-to-back, you, uh, you, know, you have a collective of these two energies coming together. Now, what I'm going to go on in a lot more detail about is the word amorality and what that means, connection to Pluto, because that is significant to some of what is going on. So before I tie those together, again, a little quick astrology lesson, let's talk about what, what Capricorn is about, because both of these planets are in that sign. So some of the different energies connected with Capricorn of course, are, um, you know, Capricorn represents our ability to, to work. Uh, it can represent the attributes of big business, structures, governments, authority, uh, status, career. Uh, Saturn can sometimes act to spur karmic justice and pushes those who have abused power. Very interesting dynamic that you see occurring with this particular conjunction and what we'll see in the next few weeks as well. You know, getting away from conspiracy theories, because those are going to pop up like crazy in the next few weeks, if they're not already. Um, again, uh, you know, a conjunction of planets is, is just that. It, it gets into the concept of amorality, which we'll get into in just again in a little bit. But ultimately, what we see with this is it's, it's affecting our work. You know, when we look at the positive pole of Capricorn, positive pole of Capricorn is I use, meaning t using difficulty um, and, and turning it into something of value. And the negative pole of Capricorn is uh, being inhibited. So as these planets are kind of bobbing around in these signs, you know, for everybody in, in across the world, it's going to bring up, you know, using the difficulty in a way that could propel us potentially in a positive direction, even if it doesn't seem that way. And the inhibition that comes up with fear and doubt and questioning a lot of things at this point. You know, it's interesting that we're in a period of social distancing. Also, by the way, because the test of Capricorn, every sign has its test, is to be learn to be comfortable with sociability. We got to find that very interesting that part of the cure, quote unquote, for this particular virus is a social distancing, uh, which is uh, something uh, Capricorn maybe comes easier to, easy to, and then learns to be social. You know, Capricorns can be amazingly social if they study it and they learn it. Okay, that affects all of us. So. Just historically, when we've had this conjunction before, because, again, we're looking at maybe every 35 years, um, 1914, outbreak of World War I, this conjunction was occurring. 1947, end of World War II, Germany and Japan lose their power and need to rebuild. 1982, 
A lot of volcanic activity, a difficult recession that came up, and the outbreak and identification of the AIDS virus, which is, again, very, very significant to what we're talking about here, because at that time, that disease, primarily um, elements of disenfranchised or you know, members of society that society did not ultimately collectively approve of, so to speak. Of course, nonsense in that uh, dynamic, but that was 1982. So that, that particular uh, virus hit uh, gay people, um, uh, prostitutes, um, uh, drug users, things of that nature initially. And of course, it moved itself into the mainstream and did require uh, compassion as well. So um, I can go on about that, but I just want to mention um, some of these dynamics that, that are in play. So that's what we get with this conjunction. Now, um, what you'll find that, that is kind of interesting is that, you know, the influence often of Saturn crossing over Pluto is it can influence the mass psychology that bring many people into facing deeply subconscious fears. Uh, it can provide uh, apocalyptic mass hysteria which in this case it did, idiots overstocking on toilet paper and food and various other terrible things that, that people are doing in fear. Um, and it brings up that fear of loss of control in the mass psyche, and, and that is ultimately brought to light. Now, the good news is this transit is somewhat past. Saturn has moved into Aquarius. So we'll go retrograde and back over this again. So this is not completely all said and done, probably until February of 2021. But that being said, there are some influences that are beneficial now. Jupiter is getting ready to cross over this conjunction. Um, that should provide some relief. Usually Jupiter acts as a benefactor in a way. Um, you know, the energy connected with Jupiter is ethical considerations, growth, joyful experiences, opportunity, optimism, good luck, expansion. You know, so I'm expecting there's going to be some um, I think it's going to get a little worse in the next week, and then we will see some, some things in, in some ways improving, not fixing entirely, but I think these things are going to come into play. Again, negatives of Jupiter is, is BS and, 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 and conspiracy theories and all the other nonsense that could sometimes come with Jupiter when it gets too cocky in its own way. <laughs> so uh, we'll see some interesting things. But there is some good science here, guys. Uh, as this Jupiter uh, crosses over, it will help in, in some ways. And see if I can touch upon that a little bit later on as well. So one of the things that I would really love to point out as I kind of switch gears here is I'm going to talk about two things that are very significant right now that have stemmed out of this. One side of it is the compassion that surfaced, you know, much of this was occurring during the Pisces time, and that can bring up human compassion in a good way. And I think that it's very important that we as a collective society and individuals, you know, we recognize, you know, things like, you know, opening the stores an hour early so senior citizens can shop before the lunatics come in and clear everything out. Um, you know, this need for getting masks and, and supplies to nurses and doctors who are on the front line. Um, you know, there's so many different elements of, of goodness that can spring out of this as well, too. You know, sometimes it takes human difficulty to get us to remember what matters, you know, and, and get us to kind of rise to the occasion. And human beings can be good and positive. So I have seen some, some really good stuff happening. You know, even on my Facebook pages, I, you know, I see a lot of good things people are posting as well and optimistic you know, positive uh, dynamics to enter into the, you know, the collective psyche right now when there's so much fear present. 
So I think the compassion is really, truly um, an important attribute, and, and I value that. Um, it is the mark of a, you know, wiser society to, um, you know, to take care of our elderly, to protect uh, the people that with weakened immune systems and, 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 and things of that nature that are, are getting most hard hit during this particular time. So that is something I really want to point out because the next thing I'm going to talk about may make some of you a little uncomfortable in a way, but it is, it, it latches into something that's important to consider as well in this process that we go through. Um, you know, one of the words associated with um, uh, Pluto is amorality. And, you know, amorality, you know, has a lot to do with things that go beyond moral comprehension. So, for instance, um, if a cat, you know, kills a mouse, you know, we watch that, and, or a bird, and it's uncomfortable. But the cat in the, is not immoral upon something that it is part of its basic wiring and its nature. And in a larger picture, the energy of the mouse, if it then dies, will we'll join with the cat and look out through the cat's eyes. There's a deeper meaning behind these things. But we can approach that as saying as if the, the cat, in essence, is immoral, which, of course, is nonsense. It's absolutely not the case. Um, you know, I've said this to many people. You know, I, I fondly uh, pat anyone on the back that's capable of being not eating meat and being a vegetarian or vegan, and those are awesome things and amazing, and I think you – you know, for your own explorations and experience, this is a good thing, and hopefully society will move further in that direction as we go. But listen, if you're on a desert island and you don't have a sprouts available, you have to deal with potentially killing and eating animal for the protein and for the survival, potentially. Um, again, these are things that are part of the concept of amorality. So taking that into play you know, expanding on that a little bit, again, if a, if a storm comes, if a hurricane comes, tornado, you know, the tornado, the hurricane, the earthquake is not, um, is not morally suspect. It's an amoral thing from the perspective that there are hazards on the physical plane, and things like this ultimately occur as part of the dynamic of, of what we experience on the physical plane. So keep that in mind. This next concept that I bring up, which is the word culling. And in nature, um, you know, uh, when deer populations overproduce in, in areas, they will often suggest to hunters to hunt more to cut down the deer population because it causes a strain on the environment. Um, you know, sometimes you will see in nature, you know, a, a, a baby, you know, a, a mother tiger may have multiple tigers and, and starve one of the babies. And we look at that and we're horrified. But in the larger picture, the mother knows that there may not be enough resources in that way to take care of all of the children in that sense. And in order for the others to survive, it may act that way. You know, sometimes when there's overpopulation, um, a disease will enter into the environment within the animal kingdom and, and take some of that out in a way. Again, all of this is what ultimately what culling means. And ultimately, these are things that are realities in the animal world and the natural world. And I think sometimes as human beings, we lose touch with this, that we are part of the animal kingdom and the natural world as much as we think we're not. And so as painful as it is to look at, at what is happening, you know, and as sad as it is and, and, and the importance of protecting, again, the elderly and, and the populace that may be at risk here, 
there are going to be times when the planet will, um, you know, weed out in, in some respects some of the population. Um, you know, we would hope to move to a world where none of that would be the case, but there is a reality here. In that sense, that's why you can see um, a lot of um, people, you know, elderly people and people with weakened immune systems uh, being most affected by this. And, you know, I thought I, my, my own mom passed back in, in August of, of, of 2019. And as sad as that was, my mother was 86 years old. Her body had really largely fallen apart where she couldn't get out of bed. She had severe dementia. Um, I was sad to see my mother leave this world. But also in some ways, I recognized it was her time to leave this world. She wasn't getting better. She was not living in, in joy or fulfillment anymore. And so I was able to, you know, love and feel that sadness, but also understand that that was the time for my, my mother to pass. And, you know, I thought about that if my mother had lived longer, she, this type of disease or something else would have ultimately probably taken her out. So, you know, the thing I, I say in all this is, again, never get rid of our compassionate side, people. This is really important. We always, as human beings, we want to have that too, but we want to recognize that concept in, in the larger society about the reality of things. And as I said before in other shows, to me, all the issues in society that we worry about, the one that is most problematic that puts a strain on all of the resources is actually overpopulation, which is, again, why you're seeing, you know, areas that are much more dense with people being further hit by this. So the good news is, again, I don't, I think this is definitively a catastrophe. We're going to see some sadness unquestionably. We already have, and there's a little more ahead, but I, I do not ascribe to the idea that this is the end of the world. By any means, um, the world will have changed, but we will move forward as we are meant to as a species. And, and as I've often said and remind people during difficulty, ultimately this too shall pass. Okay. Now, third thing we wanted to get to, talking about the owl. Here's the real cool stuff here to talk about. If you don't, you know, when, when this whole stuff really started, notably where people were aware of it about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I had pulled an animal totem card out of my Druid animal deck. And I said, what would be the animal to work with during this particular thing that's going on? And it came up an owl. And I laughed because it was very, very fitting. The owl as a totem, you know, and totem, if you don't know what that means, you know, if dog is your totem, it means you tend to be loyal. You know, um, different animals have different meanings and energies that are reflective of human characteristics, often in exaggeration, so we can tap into their energy and use them. Um, what I had found when I had pulled the, the owl card is it made sense to me. One, um, there is a connection in some ways with this and the tarot card, archetypal card of the death card, sounding ominous, but the owl had some associations with death and transition and cyclical change, as does the death card, which in some ways actually is a positive thing in, in the tarot that people don't understand if you study that. But a couple different things that the owl means, and then I want to kind of elaborate on this a little bit more. As totem, if you work with owl energy, it can help you to see hidden truths. It can help you to be more discerning. It'll show you the value of knowing when to be quiet and contemplative. Uh, it can tap you into hidden motivations. It can be a trigger for new education in some ways. Um, that could be obviously very useful. But one of the things that is really interesting about owl as totem is owls have exceptional hearing. So it gives them an asset or an added ability that other birds don't have. They can, they can hunt at night because of their exceptional hearing. 
So what Owlis Totem teaches us is that we can turn a disadvantage into an advantage if we are willing to focus on not the negative, but what we can do or use from the disadvantage in a beneficial way. So, you know, what I would recommend to people, you might be cooped up in the home for another couple of weeks here, but you can certainly go for walks out in the woods or, you know, in a park and, and all of those things and exercise and go outside. You know, they often talk about, you know, twilight being owl light. You know, the Druids believe the, uh, the doorway between worlds is more open at sunset and, and sunrise at that time. And that's a good time to, to, to get insight and meditate and, and to pull in information in that way as well. But getting back to this thing about turning a disadvantage into an advantage, this is what is so uh, important and key that I, I kind of want to share. So let me first off say that if you're thinking of taking advantage of, you know, the, the negative, the difficulties in the economy and what's going on by like stocking up on Perel and uh, toilet paper and selling it and, and you know, and, and, and being a lunatic and hoarding stuff, that's not an example of amorality, by the way, at all. That is immorality in that sense. It's a fear-based response that could potentially also hurt other people. So in no way am I suggesting such a thing. We see this in a larger way with some of, um, you know, some senators that got the information a couple of months ago and they dumped some of their stock and sold it. Uh, you know, this is, again, this is not amorality. That is immorality, which is vulgar. What we're talking about is for most of us to understand is listen, some, some basic things can happen when you're cooped up for a little bit. You can use that time. You know, for many people with families, you know, maybe it's a good time to play some um, games with your family, card games or Monopoly, uh, you know, reconnect with your family and your kids in that way. If you don't even have kids, or even if you do, you can take online classes, you can learn a language, you can read a book, you could binge watch on great television shows. If you never saw The Sopranos or, uh, or Curb Your Enthusiasm, or I mentioned some of my favorites here, or uh, Six Feet Under, oh, that was amazing also. I mean, there's some great things that you may have missed that you can binge catch up on in a way as well, too. So, you know, just in a practical way, there are things that we can do that we might have kind of lost a little bit of touch with when we get so, you know, so pulled into the outside world and all of those things. Um, so yeah, look at it from that angle. More importantly, you know, not more importantly, uh, just equally as equal importance is, listen, there's gonna be some, some benefits that potentially come. I had a client, one of my clients uh, about two months ago was trying to get a loan from a bank to reposition some financial stuff and she decided the banks were being a pain in the ass so she sold some of her stock um, and she sold it you know, right before this uh, stock market going down. So she didn't do that in an immoral way. That was a practical decision. So to me, she's smart. She followed her intuition and she made out like a bandit. So in a practical way, listen, if you have some money around, listen, at some point the stock market will go back up. Bitcoin will go back up. You could use this in some respect. There are multiple ways of, of doing that that are not, again, immoral. They are understanding the dynamics of rhythms and cycles. And, and using them. Listen, in a very practical sense, there's going to be all kinds of amazing travel deals this summer when all these, some of these restrictions get lifted. And, um, you know, I had a cancel a Vegas trip. I should be in Vegas right now, by the way, and it got canceled, damn it. <laughs> but uh, I'm rescheduling for the end of May, and I was at a slot tournament, but now I'm in a better slot tournament 
in uh, the end of May. It's a video poker one that I'll end up getting to do, just way better than the other tournament I would have been in because I'm really good at video poker. But I just, I'm not getting caught up in that head of fear of, of losing out. You know, a lot of my clientele is already by phone. Um, you know, some of the ones that would come to my office still are. Um, and then many of them are switching over to phone. So I'm not getting mangled as much by this. I know a lot of people will, and that'll be another subject of something I would like to talk about later on about the economic implications. And I feel for anyone going through that. It is affecting me somewhat, but it's not crucifying me. And it's because I just always think that Jim Ventura will luck out. Something I've been adamantly teaching my clients. Stop thinking and focusing on the fear of losing and focus more on the idea of how this can benefit you in a way, how the difficulty can turn beneficial. So let me give you, you know, the, my, my best inspirational thing to all of you, where if you're cooped up for another week, two, three weeks or so, no, I don't think this is going to go on for months and months and months. It just cannot uh, pragmatically. Um, and I think there will be some, some healing that will occur and, and some scientific breakthroughs and things. But if you are, you know, this is time to, to meditate, to, to, you know, maybe take up some yoga at home. Um, but even this is what's so key. Everyone listening to the show, you all have unique talents, abilities, gifts, and special skills. You know, some of those are blatantly to be used in the world. Some of you have amazing degrees of um, emotional um, connectiveness to other people. Some of you are great artists or have never used that or pursued that, listen, this is a time to start looking at what talents and abilities you may not have fully focused on that you can bring to the surface now and in the near future as society moves through these shifts and changes that are coming. Um, OWL represents wisdom, detachment, and change. And yeah, society will change. Yes, we will uh, hopefully be able to tap into our own wisdom, our own abilities, and our own skills, but we can also understand the value of detachment understand that things happen and they have a purpose even if they're sad and uncomfortable but we as a species will move forward and I think that's a key thing to focus on being aware of this also again going back to what I was saying before all of you have you know I, I, I constantly get people that are clients that are like trying to find their life purpose and what they're meant to do and and some are aware of it some are not aware of it some feel like they missed the boat none of you are not uh, you didn't come here accidentally. You're here in this world to use certain abilities, characteristics, to learn lessons, but mostly it's to not get caught up in fear. For all of us, this is the wisdom. Listen, fear is swirling around us at, at multiple ways. In a larger context, you can't turn on the news. You got Fox News weeks ago saying this is all a made-up hoax. Turn that off. Uh, then you got the mainstream media never stopped talking about it to the point of making people even more scared. You know what I mean? So you got these two cuckoo land pulls back and forth in either direction. But the test is going to be is, is not getting caught up in fear. Fear itself is the virus. Understand that we will move through this, that there will be some beneficial things that spring from this, even though we will go through these difficulties too, that those things can, can coexist. And so my practical advice for everybody is, one, um, you know, I, I had the last couple, uh, last year was a, a lot of, early part of 2019 was tough for me. I had some issues with diverticulitis and some kidney issues and a few rounds of, two rounds of stones and things. I used acupuncture and, and herbal medicine and, and I worked at the belief systems that were behind the illnesses to change them. There was elements of forgiveness that had to do with my mom. I've written about this in past columns. 
um, recently. It largely worked. My my physical body is is really healthy now. I'm I'm probably theoretically 85, 90% cured by that road. But the good thing is, this is why I usually use that line about conceal use of adversity. Because I did that, I've been studying um, building a strong, healthy, solid immune system. So now, of course, my immune system is peak from having done this when this crappy virus came along. So here's the thing, and I got some very practical suggestions for you guys to consider. Listen, you can research and look at different things that are um, healing, uh, things to take, um, apple cider vinegar, um, uh, colloidal silver potentially has uh, b- benefits. I was taking apple, uh, um, uh, aloe vera juice. Um, I've looked at taking enzymes. I've, I've made shifts in my diet and added um, a lot more fiber to the diet. Um, I recognize that maybe every week or two I need to get a little bit of sunlight. Um, I sleep eight, nine hours a day counting my um, counting my uh, naps. So that not all of you can do that, but you can kind of bring in some of these kind of healing elements to strengthen your immune system, and that will help a lot. I'm not in any way suggesting you don't listen to CDC's advice about washing down surfaces and, 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 you know, and keeping clear of people within reason right now until we get more of a handle on this, pay attention to those practical suggestions. But, yes, you can expand your ability to create a strong, healthy immune system. I can tell you with complete sincerity, I have no fear of getting this illness. If I get it, um, which I won't, but I guess it's possible, um, I I would create that for my own reasons, I'm sure I would realistically heal within a few days. Um, I'm a strong, healthy 205-pound boxer, man. Like, I am at peak at this point. My body is going to fend off these things. Um, That's why as a society, it's important that we work to protect the people that aren't as strong as us, that can, uh, that can protect themselves as much. This is where that compassion is. And, again, we take care of our nurses and our doctors and people on the front lines in that way until this thing passes. And we listen to the suggestions um, of, of some social distancing for a little bit longer. But you can navigate through this, and you will navigate through this. Um, you have the ability to do that. Uh, take the time to do some research on strengthening the immune system. I take ginseng, other things that I take that, that keep my immune system strong. And the, most, the biggest thing you can do to keep your immune system strong is not get caught up in fear. Just stay aware that you have purpose here in this world. You're going to stay here. You've got things to do. And the people that will leave um, is sad. But, um, you know, in the larger picture, um, we have multiple lifetimes. Um, some people live long lives. Some people live shorter ones. And uh, we do our best to protect, again, the weaker members of society, but also to the levels. There is a process of culling that does occur from time to time in this world, and that's where detachment comes in, Um, to not be angry at this world and and get caught up in all these theories of why this is happening and who, who, which which government created it. And we're, oh, God, come on, guys. Stay away from these pull of fear patterns, and then you can get through this, um, in a in a positive way and and stay healthy until this whole thing passes and um, and and then ultimately inspire others with your unique talents abilities and the things that make you awesome that you got some time now to pull back and look at I posted this as my last thought here I posted this on Facebook about a week ago it was being positive in negative situations is not naive it's leadership and uh, it's a good thing for everyone to consider. 
So, all right, that, that's our time there. Uh, again, I could go on, but I wanted to keep the show short because I know uh, people just have so much time, although you have more time than you normally did, to listen and catch these things. So, um, by the way, uh, again, uh, sessions with me can be done by phone or FaceTime, so uh, I'm not off the table for, for many of you. And also check out, a lot of people don't, didn't, don't find this. Go to my website and look for the list of different classes I teach. Um, I teach those, um, a lot of those are, are done online or by phone, you know, through, through Facebook, uh, through, uh, Facebook, through FaceTime. Um, you can take classes. The prices on those are very reasonable. Um, and so I'm still available for these things. Um, if anyone's interested, you can find that on my website. And again, also information on the work that I do there as well. Not already following me on Facebook, send a friend request. So go to my business website page, follow me there. Um, you can follow me on YouTube, look up the name Jim Ventura, Snake Oil, follow me on YouTube, and also um, you could just direct email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com to get added to the every other month uh, newsletter, mailing list for my Snake Oil column. All right, guys, thanks for joining me today. Everybody stay healthy, stay wise. Uh, this too shall pass, boys and girls. Cheers.